0: Cully, there has to be another key. keyhole up there somewhere that opens this door. I'm like literally in a Papa John's right now.
1: And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever here with another see it or skip it. My name's Ian.
0: And I'm Julene.
1: Hey. What about this? I put out the fleece and going, has anybody seen Uncharted? And Julene's like, I've seen Uncharted and I was like, Well, let's let's figure this out. So Julene's gonna join me today for a little see it or skip it. On Uncharted. Uh, Georgia will be joining sometime long after I'm done with Julene here. We're going to do something we're going to call the post-credit scene because she saw it last night and definitely wanted to give her thoughts, but her timeline isn't working as well today. But the main event is I'm going to be sitting here talking to Julene, doing a little one-on-one recap of uh, Uncharted. Uh, So for those of you who haven't heard a see it or skip it before, what we do is usually it's a movie that's come out recently on streaming or it's come out recently in cinemas. And because it's still out there, people might want to go, should I see this or should I skip it? Look at that branding. Um, And so we kind of do a spoiler free version and then we warn you tons and then I'll play a little stinger. It'll sound like this. And everything after that is going to be spoilers, and we'll warn you in big, so you can get out of there in time. So you can ha- hear our verdict, kind of our generic thoughts, things that don't give away plot, our verdict, and then you can go see it. And then if you want, you can come back and listen to what we thought about the whole thing. So it's like two pods in one. So that's what we are doing here today. Um, should, should we? Should we... Oh, I don't know, Julian. Should we talk about that? what's it been like? Because it's been a crazy week, obviously, in the real world. And actually, I, I, I want to delve. I haven't warned you this. I want to delve into it ever so slightly. What's the reaction been in the states to what's going on in the Ukraine?
0: There's there's a lot of like, what's going to happen? How does this affect us? A lot of people are worried that we are about to go into World War Three, and. I can honestly say, I can see how they can make the connection because a lot of like World War two started when Hitler was taking land taking territories, and they used you know the uh the appeasement approach yeah. where okay, if he gets this, then maybe he'll stop, and he didn't stop, and Putin's doing the same thing he got a couple he he got a few territories, what back in like twenty fourteen. Yeah, Crimea, so.
1: twenty fourteen, yeah.
0: Yeah, he got a couple territories back in twenty fourteen. And then now we're back here in twenty twenty two and he's invading Ukraine. Uh forty seven people have died, or I heard over a thousand injuries. And you know, I can see how they're they're comparing it mentally to this. It was the same thing when uh Napoleon was trying to take over, too. He took a couple territories. They're like, okay, well, you know, we'll just give him that, and then maybe he'll stop. And he didn't stop. But, you know, honestly, I just hope we reach a peaceful situation because, I, I mean, this dude is making threats. Back in World War Two and the times of Napoleon we didn't have the threat of nuclear weapons and n- until the end of world war Two, excuse me i misspoke until the end of world war ii we didn't have the option of nuclear weapons now it's basically we've gone through the world with the was it the promise of mutually assured destruction should we go nuclear but this dude putin is talking about there will be consequences if you get involved so we're trying to make sanctions embargoes seizing seizing russian ships in the english channel but you know i like i really in my opinion i don't think he's
1: gonna stop so it's interesting you bring up uh appeasement because uh i was thinking very much the same thing um, my degree is in, in, actually not in film studies, but actually is, it's in, it's in history and especially 20th century history, uh, from a North American perspective. And, uh, so you see this pattern emerging and it does feel like you're kind of hoping on the buffet of Europe. Everyone was hoping, well, Hitler will get full. He'll go to the Rhineland and then he'll stop and peace in our time and all of these things. And then, uh, he didn't. He didn't. And we've, we, we've shown, I mean, um, the, um, British, I think she's the Foreign secretary Liz truss kind of said Russia lied last week she had a meeting with a Russian counterpart where he said he wouldn't they weren't gonna do this and they've done this right after the Olympics really straight. they literally just ended and they're like all right time to roll in and um, it's it's scary I mean I've got students and they're, they're, this is the first experience they're gonna have and unlike previous wars I don't know if, I think World War one's the first war with like photography at the front. And Vietnam was the first war with like reporters and news reporters reporting from the front. You know the difference here is that you know this is the first sort of real like the five G generation where everybody is a broadcaster and we can see everything because we're all connected to to a to network. So you can go on TikTok and see the the helicopters going across you know the the, the Ukrainian highway, and it's it's. So if you, unlike before where I lived in England in the eighties during the cold war and you knew of these things, you didn't have to see images or if you saw images, it was just at news time. And now if you want to, I mean, you, you can really go down a rabbit hole and that could be incredibly damaging to your sense of security.
0: It's, and you know, it's crazy. Like uh, my, my children are connected to the internet Um, I have, as I've shared with you before, I have a high-functioning autistic child and, you know, a seven-year-old and I've got a 15-year-old and they all have access to these things. And, but I try and bring them comfort and I said, well, son, you know, we have actually been at war for your entire life. Yeah. We have been at war longer than you have been alive because you know we were in afghanistan for more than 20 years yeah. i served uh 2000 to 2004 mm-hmm. and in t- what 2020 2021 we actually pulled out that's like we've been out and and we were there in afghanistan and iraq before that too yeah, yeah, yeah. but we didn't actually declare war until 2001, the global war on terrorism. And I did not know your degree was in history. Yeah, actually so, uh, Rambling On and on. It was just a point. Of it. I don't have a degree in it. My, my actual degree is in uh, behavioral science. And then um, I was like 12 credits shy of a biology degree.
1: Oh, I can't do science for the life of me. So that's why I stick with sort of these uh abstract thoughts. Real knowledge is uh, too much. Yeah, I mean it's something that, uh, ironically, I, I've my degrees in history. My minor was in English, and that sort of led the way for me to teach English and film studies, and kind of go down that 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 rabbit hole. So uh, I'm going to try and pivot. I mean, our thoughts and prayers are obviously with um the people of Ukraine and what's going on. There And we're hopeful that the the leaders of our respective nations and other nations as well can try and figure this out in a way that leads to a peaceful resolve. I have a friend who's a teacher in Russia, and I asked him, I said, what's the verdict there? And he said, yeah, it's weird. It's very detached because we know we're okay. I think they just think it's Putin doing his, uh, his usual bit. And so I hope that's... I hope wherever we're at the worst is behind us. There's talks of a ceasefire. I'm hoping we can go down towards that road. Um, but we're going to do what we do here at the BFE and we're going to try and uh, provide some, some entertainment on the, so I'm sitting here with a generic Coors light at four in the afternoon, Uh generic Coors light. I'm not making any comments about about the movie just yet, but I'll, I'll hold that up. Uh, and uh, Julene, you're drinking, you told me before we went on, you've got like a, a, it's like a mocha kind of coffee with some, you said cheese in it. You've literally added cheese to your coffee.
0: Well, yeah, usually I'll I'll do when I drink hot chocolate, it's uh, coconut milk and then chocolate and then I'll add some cheese to it. But I love the flavor so much. I've created like a sort of Dunkachino, if you will, where I take hot chocolate and mix it with my coffee and then I throw the cheese in there and it's really good. Now, what
1: kind of cheese? (laughs) Is this this just like shredded, like like cheddar you put in there?
0: No, 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 no. Never get the shredded cheddar. You always get the block cheese. Okay. The block extra sharp cheddar and then you cut it in like cubes. Really? So that it, like, so it just kind of doesn't melt right away. It just like melts slowly in the coffee so you get like um a like a salted caramel kind of okay. flavor if you and then and then plus like the oil from the cheese it's hard to explain. See, in in a lot of uh in a oh, in a lot of Hispanic countries, like some countries will they'll put butter, uh some countries in South America will put cheese. Um Ah, uh, So I just say it's a Latina thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I it, it just absolutely tickled me. I have never. So I did like a triple check when Julene said cheese in my coffee. I mean, I remember my mom would put like s- slices of like sharp cheddar on an apple pie. And uh, that makes sense to me. So I get the idea of the sharpness of something helping with the sweet and of ice cream as well, but you'd sort of have these flavors. So I I do sort of comprehend it to some degree, but uh, it's something I may may have to be adventurous and try that out at some point. You and your coffee drinking are in uncharted territory for me. And that brings us to uncharted. So our spoiler-free side of the review. I am not really a a part of gamer culture, Juleen. It's just I I have a PlayStation... Pretty much, I've been a PlayStation fanboy since since maybe slightly after the first one came out. I was a bit late to the game. (laughs) Pun not intended. But I've done the PS1, (laughs) 2, 3, 4, and 5. I really haven't gone the Xbox side of things. But that being said, my gaming tastes are very sports-related, maybe civilization, things like that, not typical gamer culture. So Uncharted is a franchise... Is completely a blind spot for me. Is, is this a, is this a video game franchise that you're familiar with?
0: Yeah, um, I actually used to play this game, uh, which is why when I came into the movie, I went in, but but I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an open mind. They're probably not gonna keep with the gaming the gaming story and. I was right, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you were pes- so you were slightly pessimistic going in because of the big screen Hollywood treatment of a franchise you're familiar with.
0: Yes, and the casting.
1: Okay, and um, I, that's kind of the first point I have down here is what did without again not spoilery but just 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 qualitative sort of statements. I went in go now, it's interesting because if it wasn't Tom Holland in the role, I probably don't go see this movie. So the casting in a sense. <laughs> works but i saw tom holland and went yeah you're still just peter parker man that was that was my perspective of this what was your take on it i just thought it was peter parker who gets to swear a bit
0: i was like so you're pirate peter parker you're like (laughs) peter parker okay got it got it you're thieving (laughs) spider-man The pickpocket Parker.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, it's just nothing about his mannerisms were any different from the, that's where I realized I've only seen Tom Holland, I think, as Peter Parker before this. I think I've seen him in anything else, and yet I don't think he really tried whatsoever. The lines are different, and what his character was being asked to do was different, but I think he played this Tom Holland down the middle. This is just what we know. And I don't know if that's a directive to kind of cash in on, you know, the proximity between this film and Spider-Man No Way Home. But um, it it did feel like this was my friendly neighborhood Spider-Man just, you know, going on a road trip.
0: (laughs) He's breaking bad right now. That's what (laughs) he's doing. Honestly, I had like, okay, so the video game, the character, you know, the character. He, he's is, old. He's
1: older in the video game, is he not?
0: Yeah, he, yeah. He's a grown man with facial hair. Like, they, if anything, they should have casted Mark Wahlberg as, um, you know, Drake. Okay. The, like, that, I would have casted Mark Wahlberg as Drake. He, he's the right age. He's got facial hair. Tom Holland. All I could see was Spider Man or like a little kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, Mark Wahlberg was also very Mark Wahlberg in this. I mean, he wasn't much different from, from his typical, um, sort of side of things. You know, he didn't have the hard Boston accent from the departed, but outside of that, you pretty much know, you know, this is, this is Mark Wahlberg diet, you know, whereas Peter Parker gets to swear in this. You're like, oh, he's a bit edgy. This is Mark Wahlberg with the volume turned down just a little bit and palatable to yeah. a big a big group audience. That being said, I will say I thought the chemistry between the two of them was really quite good. I really enjoyed them as a duo. I don't believe they probably represent the characters they're supposed to be representing, but as far as do you want to see more of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg hanging out and, and and shooting wise? Yeah, I I, I think I do.
0: Definitely, definitely. The two of them together is just so funny. This would have played better as like you know one of those bromance comedies. Yeah, <laughs> like um, you know, I love you, man, or something. They this they would have
1: been better in a bromance comedy. Well, I mean, let's just put them in a generic action film. Where they're like the odd couple, you know, we're being forced to work together against his will. You know, the older guy is like, "Why is this little kid with me?" And he's like super eager to prove that he can do it. That would be without the the restrictions of the uncharted, you know, expectations from from that fan base around them. I think that would uh, that would have been that would have been good
0: like a lethal weapon yeah, kind
1: of like get that energy of the old guy who doesn't want to be saddled with this young kid without necessarily going down again here's an existing franchise but go here's something kind of new what can you guys do with it because these two guys have a name value to get you in the cinema because they got me in the cinema and i didn't really you know if anything the, the video game link wasn't a selling point to me it was these guys kind of together now it wasn't my choice to go see it but I you didn't have to twist my arm too hard to get me in the cinema as a result of this I, I you know I was like yeah I'm kind of interested to see as far as like I'm gonna go in into the cinema I'm probably gonna see a bunch of stuff blow up it's gonna be typical action kind of stuff all right yeah it's not too hard of a sell I don't think yeah,
0: I love it. I love action films action films violence blood action and horror that's that's Pretty much where I live honestly you don't need to do much to get me into a movie like you had me at popcorn and icy
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's really weird because i'm seeing this and at the same time i'm saying to like liam on the side and he's saying to me we got to go see belfast because you know he was he liam surprisingly this is liam's cup of tea liam liam would love uncharted um but he's been bugging me to go see belfast which is a kenneth branoff film which is nominated for like seven Oscars this year and I was kind of poo-pooing over it going Liam no one as the guy kind of with the producer hat on for the pod going Liam no one's going to download an episode on Belfast like there's no <laughs> there'd be no point in doing it and then it like we're nominated for all the Oscars and I'm like oh shoot maybe we actually have to go see Belfast because it might win
0: yeah um, because look Catriona Balf isn't it the from Outlander I don't know Claire from Claire from Outlander is in it, oh, is I she? believe. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of Outlander fans out there. I mean, they even have a hashtag called Droughtlander when there's no <laughs> Outlander. Honestly, I'm I'm still waiting for the return of Outlander. I'd go see that movie. But I was going to go see that movie before I even knew it was nominated for an Oscar just because of her.
1: So this is Belfast you're talking <laughs> about, yeah? Uh huh. Yeah, because I mean, to, to see it here, we have to go to kind of one of our more artsy cinemas. I was really surprised because it wasn't playing in, in the in the main m- multiplexes. But we have a building in Kings Lynn called the Corn Exchange, which is a little bit of a historical kind of building, and they've sort of retrofitted elements as a cinema for more sort of artsy, highbrow kind of films. And it's actually playing there. The problem is, it's playing at like eight PM most nights, and during the week, it's a bit of a bear. If it was playing at five, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I can hop in there and see that um but not it's something that's interesting but very much the counterpoint to this and you said about how action movies are a great way to get you in here liam would i mean the, the crap liam liam um had to stay with me for a couple of weeks between he was moving house and he got stuck somewhere. So I'd come into the living room. and I'd be like, what? I mean, he would watch the worst crap on Netflix. He would absolutely agree with us if he was here. Like just action-y garbage that only hits Netflix. He'd go, no, I think it's pretty good. And I'd sit with him and go, Liam, this is trash. I like it. And he'd always go, so I could win any Oscars, but, and that's kind of Liam's big sort of justification for whenever he likes a movie. That being said, the action sequences in uh, Uncharted... I really liked as far as these big set pieces. They were ridiculous. They were over the top. They will defy logic, which we'll talk about after the break when we do our spoiler version. But some of them I really, really, really liked, including I feel like I can share this one because it was in the, um, it was in the trailer and I believe it's a scene from the video game. The one where the cargo is falling out of the plane and he sort of he's sort of trying to overcome that. That is the thing, that is the scene I will remember the most when I think about Uncharted, I think.
0: The irony of that is that it's the scene I like, I loathe the most because I'm so tired of these prolonged falling scenes between like Black Widow. Oh, okay. Uh, I agree. In Black Widow, it was garbage. (laughs) Yeah, they fall forever. They fight in the air. My like I wanted to throw up by the end of the first scene. It was like up and down and all over and around and I was just like, Oh, I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be sick. It's like Blair Witch all over again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm with you. Blair Witch I'm not a fan of because it made me ill. I got motion sickness. Well it's weird because there are a lot of point of view shots in this. I imagine very much like the video game, I would assume, in it, but it kinda of brought to me this idea of, okay, this is fun. And um you know that was something that was a bit unique from what I was maybe expecting. And if you're going to go for an action movie, okay, how over the top we're going to go? Here's how over the top we're going to go. We're going to have you sort of climb luggage as it is also falling from a plane and you tra- oh, I thought it was just a, a bit of a good time here. Maybe a chance to talk about now some of the supporting cast members that we had in this. Uh, I love Antonio Banderas as an older statesman of film, a guy who comes in, plays a supporting role, because he's not the main guy anymore, but he can sort of add a sense of, when he does that bit where he's quiet and brooding, I think Antonio Banderas does that better than most and adds a sense of edge to a movie, especially when you had about as Boston as Boston gets with Tom Holland's American accent and Mark Wahlberg a nice counterpoint was definitely um, Antonio Banderas playing Moncada
0: yeah, I loved him in that role I love and I loved how he was able to switch up his accent um, to because he's in Spain in Barcelona. And he, like, the accent switched. uh in his earlier stuff and then his stuff in Spanish. Um, I, like, I noticed that the accent was different.
1: Oh, how so? Help me and with this. Because my ear doesn't hear this, but maybe because I'm not as attuned to the Latin sort of um, – the differences in in these like i live in england and people go oh he's from this part and he's from this part and i'm going i I don't hear a difference you you, you y'all sound english to me for the most part i don't know what you're talking about but you can hear a distinct difference between his earlier work which would have been more what
0: um i forget where he's from but the the spanish sounds different okay um like in in spain the the the, i don't want to say the dialect is more proper but it's like the the words that are used are are very like very I would consider it formal. Okay. I grew like the neighborhood I came up in is like a 100% Puerto Rican neighborhood and you know from there to here on the west coast in Los Angeles even here me speaking Spanish here sounds different like people will hear me and just be like you're not from here, immediately because wow. the well because it's the accent on different there's um accent on different letters, di- different parts of the word, and then some words are like are completely different. Like um, I like I learned the most embarrassing hard way that out here they don't say guagua for a bus they they say autobus or Oh, really? okay uh, yeah or troca something but i said guagua cuz that's what i thought was the word but in different regions and different areas like the accent changes and then um like for uh soft c it's like th, th like like the th sound yeah so, I like, I really appreciated the accent switch on Antonio Banderas and um, the way he spoke.
1: <laughs> well, I suppose it's so different from um, experiencing North American English and then moving over here. And there's all sorts of different words they use for all sorts of different things. And I kind of go, what? What are you talking about? Uh, on really small levels. I mean, I went in looking for a zucchini one day and was told and I had to walk up to someone and go, excuse me, is this? A zucchini, and they kind of went, uh, and saw my, it's sort of, it's, it, it, they use a French word, courgette for, for, for zucchini. Uh, they don't call things eggplants. They get them aubergines. It's not cilantro. It's coriander. So there's different versions of things that you, and that's just a small thing. I mean, you talk about more sort of casual things. Um, there's, there's all sorts of different words for it. And even living this close now to France. I've learned there's French French and there's Quebecois French and those things are very, very different. So I imagine similar to what you're talking about where the French French feels more formal compared to Quebecois where you know um, even something as simple as how you pronounce yes, the part of Canada that I lived in up in Northern Ontario when I went to uni, they had a fairly large Francophone population and my neighbors were Francophone and you would hear them sort of arguing through the walls occasionally, but rather than say we, which is what kind of proper French French would suggest? They went wah, which was kind of like a little bit of an accent there, and more a more casual, a little bit, a little bit. It sounds a bit, a bit, a bit le- less refined. And so I tried to go wah when I was talking to someone over here, and they went, "What are you on about?" And i was like, "Okay, I was like, we?" And they went, "Ah." Uh-huh. I was like, "All right, such is then. I guess I'll have to clean up." Like my French is very broken, and I, I don't have a I, I know very little. I'm over even in what I've just said. I'm overrepresenting how much French I know, but I'm able to sort of. I was on a trip in France once. I could speak to a this young boy who was on the bu- who was riding his bike up and down by our bus as we. He wanted to know where we were from, and I was able to barely sort of intonate that we were from England, but I was from Canada, and that was about as much as I could get out in within the conversation. But that, that seemed to work for him, so I was like, "All right." Um, Wall what else do I have here? Okay, Chloe, the character of Chloe. She was really hard for me to get my head around. I'm assuming this is a character from the actual video game franchise that they had to include.
0: Um, Chloe, ugh, I don't remember if she was in there because, um, you know, I used to play video games, but it was like years ago. Okay. I haven't had time, so I can't remember. But this character, Chloe, um, I really, I really liked her because I like pirates.
1: Oh, I didn't like her at she- all.
0: She she was like, she's basically a pirate. You know the pirate code. You know the pirate code. Who he who gets le- uh, falls behind gets left behind.
1: Well, I will say this: this movie owes a big thank you to giant elements of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Yep, there's a whole bit in the third act where it goes, "Screw it, we're a pirate movie now. <laughs> That's what we do." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wasn't trying to get that out. I'm not trying to spoil no, it No, I,
1: I, I think we're okay there.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, the, but the whole, like, culture of piracy is is woven throughout this film. Well, treasure hunting with-
1: and piracy are really always closely quite linked, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but the the thing that I can appreciate is when, like, Tom Holland's character comes in there and see the culture of piracy. Treasure is number one. People are number two. Mm -hmm. And Tom Holland comes in and while he's learning this and, and he does, you know, he does some pirate things towards, you know, the and he he learns how to survive in the pirate way. He also kind of maintains his humanity and morals and he does not lose sight of who and what is important and to him that's not treasure his treasure was not gold
1: right because there is a conversation about it i don't think it's too much to go he's got a relationship with his brother and that seems to be a a thing a, a motivator, a reason for his actions in this movie. And therefore, it makes him the most innocent, oh, gosh darn it, nice guy there ever was in a world full of people who are all willing to cut each other's throat in order to get to the treasure.
0: Is, is he the most,
1: oh, gosh, darn it, nice guy? Cause well, I don't think, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree, like, he's a lovable rogue, but he, he seems to have morals when and if they, they they apply to him. Maybe we can talk about some specifics about that after the break, because I do think there's some inconsistencies in his character. Maybe the last thing I'll do before we uh, we, before we we before we jump to spoiler country is go, um, they obviously tried really hard to create... Um, uh, a very uh, to, to give female characters more of a scope in this film than maybe they traditionally would have had. I might argue for unsuccessful in how it works.
0: Uh, see, now it's going to bother me forever because I keep trying to think if Chloe was in the video games. I think she was. I, played it.
1: I think she was.
0: yeah, I played it on I played it on the the portable PlayStation, the PSP. And I played it on PlayStation 3, I believe,
1: 3 or 4. I I have they, on my list here that Chloe is a character in the Uncharted franchise but doesn't show up until number 2.
0: Oh, dope. Okay.
1: Yes. So I just did a quick a quick search and that popped up on Uncharted Wiki. So there we are.
0: Yes. Yeah. So now now it doesn't have to bother me forever. There you are. <laughs>
1: I think they obviously tried yeah. to give women sort of, you know, to not make this just a boy's movie. Um, I thought it didn't quite nail that. I thought it was clumsy. As much as I can say without, without to well, spoiler country, I thought it was clumsily handled.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm desperately trying not to spoil it's it. It's really hard, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> there is another female character in this movie. Mm-hmm. There is another female character in this movie that is pretty badass oh yep. wait can, can see us on this yeah you
1: can yeah oh. yeah we, we 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 totally go on explicit content all the time i take it every every box you're fine
0: okay perfect yeah she's pretty badass in this movie and you know she she i believe she appears when when they you know later on like more towards closer to the
1: middle, like beginning, middle of the movie. Yeah, it, it's challenging. It's hard to go ahead and do these things. So I guess what the point now we're going, you know, it, it's it's kind of verdict time. We went ahead and saw this. Is this a see it, Juline, or is this a skip it? If you tell someone, hey, should I see this? What is your verdict?
0: Oh, uh, I, I, yeah, go ahead and see it. I mean, the it's it's cool to see Mr. Uh, Antonio Bandera's if anything, just 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 see it so you can see the pickpocket Spider Man. <laughs> it, it it's funny. You got some yucks, and you've got like very odd couple energy. So if if for nothing else, see Mark Wahlberg and um Peter Parker Tom Holland, Tom Holland together.
1: I'm gonna qualify mine because I don't know. You could convince. I'm right on the razor's edge with this one. Um, cause there's a lot, if I'm after the break, there's a lot I take issue with in this film. Um, <laughs> did I have fun? I, 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 halfway through? Absolutely. And the second half, oh my God, does it go to some stupid places? So I would say, like, if you go see a movie, if this is after it's released onto a digital streaming platform and it's like, I can watch this, yeah. great. If it's like I'm going to the cinema and to watch this, I'm not seeing Death on the Nile. I'm not seeing Belfast. I'm not seeing whatever else is out right now. I think it's a skip it. I do. I think use your time. Go see something else. Catch this one later. It'll be there. Catch it later.
0: There should be a third option for streaming on uh, stream it online. See it, skip it or stream it.
1: That's an interesting. That's a nice middle ground it yeah i think we'll still keep the theater skip it sort of branding but no the stream i, I think if, if there was a middle ground this is a stream it yeah. i think
0: stream it there stream we go it. If, I, if that's an option stream it because um i have the regal unlimited thing so i did not have to pay like ten dollars to go see this movie
1: oh yeah yeah those are great if you can find one that sort of works within your region yeah yeah the
0: um don't pay ten dollars to see this movie <laughs> <laughs> just just stream it all right but
1: <laughs> there so, you go. So it's a see it from Julian. It's a skip it from me, but we all both we both agreed it's a stream it really. So that's it from yeah. this. We're gonna do spoiler country in about five seconds, and we'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The
0: flippity-flip-flop.
1: Alright, we are back. Spoilers! 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 He lives in a house in a very big house. Spoiler country. Here we are. I don't know, Julian. What, 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 what do you think about this?
0: You have been alerted to the spoils. Uh, <laughs> um, the the thing I the things I took issue with really was like the casting. Okay. The biggest plot twist I was not expecting her, and and you'll know I'm I'm so annoying to watch movies with because I'll ta- I turn to my husband. I was like, watch the brother's still alive. No. Did you see that? Did you see the picture? Check out the postcard. Oh. Um, I'm like, what, Poirot? We're like, I noticed little things and I'm like, look, she's going to triple cross them. I was not expecting her to cut dude's throat. I just kind of thought, you know, it'd be like a triple, double, triple cross. And I was like, she's going to betray him. And then I was like, Chloe's going to betray them both. I, I just, it's just uh, because I write, th- this is what, I, in my brain, I'm like, how would I just mess them up?
1: This is how. Yeah. Oh, here's, here here. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff to unpack. Here's my big one, Julene. The whole second act in Barcelona doesn't matter. Because we are told they made two keys and the keys are these double crosses, right? And the whole point about this is that this is so no one person can access the treasure alone. And then we find out it's just some cave in the Philippines. Like everybody can access this treasure alone. If you, there's no reason for the pirates to build this intricate maze. As much as I love things like National Treasure, I love those movies. They're a lot of fun, and I kind of thought this had some vibes of that. The minute you go, wait, hang on, this whole trip in the middle, it didn't. If you, as long as you know where the cave is, like you don't have to have two keys. You know, so the pirates who buried this, Magellan and company, there's no. Cause obviously, they have to sail the boats in there somehow. So someone <laughs> knew where it was. So this whole thing doesn't matter.
0: Well, maybe they were counting on you know, hundreds of years from now, nobody would know where it was. But we
1: were talking about the t- how how no two pirates you have to, have to you have to be able to trust the person with you if you're a pirate if you're one of them. Oh, it was to get, stupid.
0: To get the map, to get the map, to
1: get the map. What a load of crap. Um. Like, there's so much. I mean, you brought it up. Antonio Banderas gets his throat slit by Braddock. This is the female badass character you're talking about.
2: <laughs> for what? Why?
1: Why? Like it, was, it was cool. You went, wait, what? But then they land, and, like, all these people who are working for Antonio Banderas are like, like, no one goes, hey, where's 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 Moncada? They're like, oh, you're the boss now? Oh, Okay don't don't look on the plane where the blood's coming from. I was like, did he pay them all up front? Why is no one going where's the money? Why is no one going where's the boss? She's like, look at me. I'm the boss now. Like, I appreciate this, this is mostly like some female empowerment. I'm not opposed to a female antagonist, but I was so much more interested in Moncada. You know, he kills his father. He's like, I'm going to get this and restore our name. I'm like, I can get behind this. And then, I, and then in the third act, they're like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> By Antonio Banderas, <laughs> he
0: doesn't actually kill his father. He makes the girl. He makes it.
1: the girl kill his father. But I'm just like, this was an. I was really interested in this guy's journey. You know, this obsessive. I'm gonna. This is what honor means. I'm gonna bring it back through wealth, and I don't care if we had blood money. That's a really interesting narrative, as opposed to Braddock. Why does she want the money? Because she does. <laughs> just
0: why? Because, oh, because exactly, of- it was that. Yes. it gave me um Moncada gave me like um avatar vibes
1: you know i've not Fram seen Zico. avatar oh you haven't
0: you haven't seen avatar i got cartoon?
1: i'll be i'll be honest with you i i was an hour into it Julian i'd had a couple of drinks realized i wasn't comprehending really what i was watching after about an hour and went i need to come <laughs> back i need to come back to this and never have <laughs>
0: Hey, that that's the risk of watching stuff at one o'clock.
1: That, that is, isn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all good. It's one o'clock somewhere.
1: <laughs> it is one o'clock somewhere. Um, what else do I want to say here? Oh, here's one. The scene in Barcelona, right? And I was totally like the, the most fun this movie has is when they go to Barcelona and they're doing like, you know, National Treasure or um, Da Vinci Code kind of stuff, right? and they're running around and then of course uh what's her name chloe double crosses nathan and the great psych out with assault i thought that was fun but then she assaults him and then there's a fade out and he wakes up and there's sully how does mark Wahlberg get down and find him because he needs to have two keys working in unison on both sides to access like three different parts of that of that road trip
0: but I asked the same thing while we were sitting in the theater. I was like, "Wait, how do you get down there?"
1: Oh, this is where I started to turn I was, on the movie.
0: I was like, "Did, did he lift the grating? What happened?" But the, then, you know what? To settle the question within myself, I was like, "I'm just going to tell myself they left the doors open. That's it." <laughs>
1: so why why isn't the big beefy scottish guy who we can all clearly understand but the joke is that tom holland can't understand him so so why why haven't they found them then i don't know yeah i don't know
0: either i understood oh you want to play with the big boys and then i did not understand like the other things he said uh, like, I understand. Oh, okay. You want to play with the big boys? Uh, oh, I'm going to give you a spot, a proper spot, a Scottish welcome. I didn't know what he said before that. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, was, it was, oh. yeah, we could understand him, but like, okay.
1: <laughs> I kind of get the joke, sort of, but not really. Something I didn't get the joke on at all, because it was egregious. They stopped the movie for five minutes for a Papa John's commercial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I'm like, when I first saw it and he walks by it, I, I was saying, it's the first I was seeing the movie with. I went, well, oh, that's a Papa John's product placement, isn't it? And I just thought that was going to be it. They're just going to walk by it. Nope. We're not, not only are we going to have a full on fight scene, it's going to be the location of key switch number two.
0: How do you build a whole Papa John's? At a historical little <sighs> painting thing. And then what about the fact that there is a club in the first keyhole? Yeah. It's
1: but, just it's just behind the bar. It's not somewhere hidden. It's painfully obvious, but no one's thought what is that?
0: And I I'm just like, so we just gonna be partying and drinking at these historical landmarks? We're gonna put a Papa John's on our historical landmarks. Don't I mean yeah it's what 1500 so it's like hundreds of years oh. old and we're just gonna build a club and a bar around it
1: the one thing that did make me laugh is when tom holland said i can't really dance or i'm not that good at dancing because tom holland makes his debut either in the stage version or the film version i don't know which one it was of billy Elliot, where he's like the ballet dancer so I thought wow. that was a fun little joke. I'm like, okay, I appreciate that because you are a very good dancer. And we all know. I've never seen it, but I know he was in it. And it, it, it was a big deal.
0: I appreciated that, too, because the first time I saw Tom Holland was on Lip Sync Battle. And he did a Dancing in the Rain umbrella. umbrella. Situation.
1: It's really good. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, oh, my God, who is this dude? And they were like, dude, that, that's Spider-Man. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the the other joke was nuns. His fear of nuns made me laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a neat, it was a neat little moment, wasn't it? Because obviously his backstory is that he was raised in an orphanage run by Catholic nuns, and he has yeah. issues with them because of you know there, it's always nuns who seem to be telling him off.
0: <laughs> I appreciated that. I went to an all-girls
1: Catholic school. Oh, did you really? Okay.
0: There, uh, I had uh, Sister Mary Breen, Sister Lillian, Frere, and uh, Miss Lyons.
1: <laughs> sister, 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 Miss Lyons. Um, nope. <laughs> a, a lot of his movies seem to be, for me, I, I really appreciate the fact we started with the scene where he's falling from the sky as we wake up to him, we see the ring around his neck, all that stuff. And then a lot of the enjoyable parts, which is the parts I'm still really kind of on with this this movie, is um, kind of what we call enigma fulfillment. So you see a red car follow him, and then later we see Antonio Banderas holds the red car. We go, oh, that's the that's the car from the start. Okay, this is going to be important. And those things were really enjoyable. And therefore, maybe this is the reason why after they all fall out of the plane, I stop enjoying the film as much because I was kind of like the fun of the movie was, for a treasure movie, finding these clues that we saw In that scene earlier, and then it completely falls apart when you get to the end of this. Um, Because everything after that, it just turns into a bit of a completely different movie.
0: (laughs) Can we talk about the ships?
1: Can we talk about the ships? What, you mean the ships that probably wouldn't survive if you lifted them up in the way that they are, and it would turn into two flying ships having like a pirate fight between them
0: it it was like the, first of all the the ocean water would have turned that wood into goo Yeah,
1: it would have been it. oh the minute you lift it up it's gonna fall apart it's gonna fall right apart
0: yeah no gold no nothing gold is heavy the second they took <gasps> it out of the water
1: it would have been over let's remember this gold <laughs> is heavy because there's something i want to talk about in a minute but yeah
0: I would, and like, even with, like, that book bag full of gold that he had.
1: That would be it. <laughs> I
0: just, how? I just, he must be strong. He must be able to squat a lot because... That book bag would have been heavy. It would have been heavy.
1: I mean, one of the things that uh, got said when we did um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and I believe they let Samuel Jackson actually hold a proper gold bar. Like, that stuff is heavy. There's a reason why it's worth all that money per ounce. The stuff is heavy. And so, you know, you're not just going to be able to just, like, willy-nilly carry that around and do a fight scene at the same time.
0: And then uh, Drake had a gold bar in his pocket. His pads would have fallen. Oh right
1: yeah, you you need two hands to carry that stuff.
0: And then the okay. So I want to talk about the helicopters. Okay, go ahead. The helicopters that's hollowed out and then to <laughs> carry. I'm. There is a weight limit to helicopters. <laughs> there is. I'm so. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Uh, like people listening in podcast land, there is a weight limit. <laughs> there is a weight limit. Those helicopters would have gone crashing down with the gold and the ships. Waterlogged wood plus gold equals those helicopters are crashing. They're crashing. <laughs> um.
1: If I can go back to the 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 commercial with 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 the Papa Johns uh, and the fight scene, what was your take on that? Because we actually had a woman fighting a man, and we see our hero slam the um, antagonist. Uh, Not at this point, she's just more of a henchman, but Braddock, and you know she's got that kind of cool. It was like a silver haircut. Is that what it was? Her hair wasn't a natural shade.
0: Yeah, her. it was yeah it, was, it looked like it was platinum blonde platinum blonde i i like this actress because she was also she's in a few things but she was also in Sabrina chilling adventures of Sabrina the teenage witch okay that and i really enjoyed that one, that show so what's your perspective
1: um, on this male female fight because i i had a viewpoint on it but'm i i was curious what what your perspective would be on that
0: well, OK, so I'm never OK with violence against women, but this woman had fighting skills like lethal assassin level fighting skills. All bets are off at that point. She, you know, she's attacking him. He, he's he got to fight for his life. He's got to fight for his partner's life. And, you know, all bets are off. Like he, He sit there, picked her up, body slammed her. I would have been more offended if he didn't treat this woman with the respect that she was owed as like this badass assassin. If he'd be like, oh no, I can't hit a girl. Oh God, no. And she just kicked his ass because he refused to fight back. I would have been more offended by that. No,
1: I thought, I'm, back- I'm with you. I thought it was great. And I'm right with you in the sense that uh, I abhor uh, Any sort of intonations of violence towards women, but this woman was coming at him with fighting skills and was his equal at the very least and therefore to treat him that way and for like we see a lot of this in like the Mandalorian and something I used to say to Ethan when we watched a lot of this male female fight for the Mandalorian is the woman always wins and so I detach myself from the minute they start fighting I'm going well I know how this is going to end up because they're never going to they're never going to have it be where you see a guy get the best of a girl but Tom Holland flat out takes her and throws her into this glass in front of the keyhole and she stays down and I was kind of like yeah but it was just really weird because you don't see media properties do this and she was established as his equal if not better and i agree the the the, the way to, i felt to handle this respectfully was to for him to to ignore, you know him to square down like 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 they were equals in this front yep
0: oh and you gotta hit the button because it wasn't tom holland it was mark Wahlberg.
1: <laughs> wait what do you mean it was mark Wahlberg?
0: They fought, Mark Wahlberg fought, and Tom Holland was in the fountain thing. Oh, drowning. my word.
1: You're, There's a mistake Think I'm right. You are one million percent correct, because they're drowning, going, help us, hurry up. And he's like, I'm kind of busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow, was, good point. <laughs> and she, like, picked her up and then broke the glass with her. I was like... Yes, that's how you do it. But I want to know, how does this glass withstand like the chairs, the pounding, the the hitting with heavy things and then he picks up a whole body, slams it against the glass and then the glass breaks. What like how does that happen to where it can withstand a whole chair but not a body?
1: Or yeah. It's just it's just Sully's power, isn't it? He's just that strong. <laughs> I guess maybe don't, her don't. hair has been treated so much that actually it's like little individual spikes going into the glass and shattering it. You know, better ingredients make a better pizza. Papa John's. It's the boots. It's got to be the boots. Maybe. Um. There we go. Uh, what do I want to say here? Let's talk about. There was a, a massive thing for me in this movie. Is there was the issue about Nathan and his brother, Sam. And we're told all along, Chloe says, ask, Nathan, uh, ask Sully about what happened to your brother. Is Sully left him to die. And so I was like, I didn't leave him to die. Braddock killed him. And then Braddock, when they're having a fight scene, and Nathan's like, what'd you do to my brother? She's like, say hi to your brother, right? Before she goes to kill him. And then we find out, brother's not dead. So why is Braddock saying, say hi to your brother, like she somehow killed him? She doesn't say, I didn't kill him. She's like, yeah, and say hi to him as well. What is going on here?
0: I half expected her to be confused because I fully expected Sullivan to be lying about the brother, Um, about Braddock, like killing the brother. I was like, I fully expected him to be alive. And I was like, watch, it's going to be a lie. Watch. He's alive. When she said, say hi to your brother, I was like, Maybe she shot him and he survived somehow and landed somewhere. You know how movies do that thing where they're in the middle of nowhere, recovering from an injury, trying to remember who they are or whatever. You know, like somehow a a shot to the gut affected their memory. (laughs)
1: yeah maybe they like fall off the edge of the boat and everyone assumes they die but actually something happened that results in them you know making it out actually
0: yeah maybe like some local people or whatever find them and and then whatever but then in the end of the movie he he ends up in prison
1: He's in a prison of some sort. We don't know how. And I'll tell you what, this movie waits no time because it basically just goes, end of the movie, uncharted, no credits occur, post credit scene without the credits to be done because they're like, we don't want anybody walking away and missing this. And I was just going, if you're that worried about it, work it in your narrative better than this. Or or start a second movie off with it. But obviously, they want to build a franchise. And I believe the money's been good enough if memory serves, that they're going to go ahead and dust this off for uh, a second one.
0: Well, how much money did this movie make? I wasn't really expecting much, honestly.
1: If I'm taking a look right now, here we are. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, we are looking at only 150 mil so far. I don't know what the budget was on that. I'll take a second here and figure this one out out. Um, but 150 up against a budget of... 120 actually right now that's not that's not enough that's nowhere near enough i don't know what it'll turn into but they promoted this movie hard and you got to figure like it's break even point's got to be more like 250 to 300 because that 120 budget does not take into consideration marketing
0: yeah i was going to say there's there's no way it had to have been a huge budget movie i mean they had helicopters pulling pulling pirate ships and stuff and they, they had some really interesting like scenes the whole the whole cave in the philippines that was really that was a really cool scene i really liked the all all the scenes in spain even like the little rooftop chase the with the the roofs all the the, the little roof maze i really liked that so i mean i knew the budget had to be big just from just from the the sets so yeah if they only need 150 it's
1: that yeah Mm. that's not enough (laughs) yeah i'm just taking a look here Uh, it looks like it did did this thing open in the uk before it opened in the u.s is it only just opened in the u.s yep oh wow okay so maybe they're more confident then about uh its end game but I'm seeing here like four days just four days ago it does seem like there is a uh, sequel likely to be greenlit so I guess you got no shortage of material uh speaking of which let's go back to Chloe for a minute my most frustrating character in this movie and I re- and I hated Braddock so like really my most frustrating character in this movie <laughs> Because she was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, there's the bit where Nathan gives her, he, uh, you know, tricks her into taking false coordinates. Based on the first hand, can we just talk for a minute about how he finds these coordinates? He goes ahead, he does the tr- um, disappearing ink trick, on, and the first postcard he tries has all the information he needs. No other postcards are necessary. So why send him a 100 if only one mattered? And he gets all the information, and he takes these two crosses, and he looks at where they intersect, and he goes, that's it. Now, let's keep in mind, these things would intersect 180 degrees the other direction as well. That's how, like, pivot points work. And so there's actually two options it could be. So first off, WTF on that. Secondly, he gives, he sort of, lays a trap where he gives her the false um, directions. She goes off to it. You know, he goes and finds the most obvious opening to a cave there ever was and how no one's gone in there in 500 years is beyond me. But at the end of the movie, everything's sunk. She's lost the... Mu- like. Keep in mind, she's been searching for this treasure so hard for so long. But at the end, they fly over her and she looks up and I'm like, oh, you guys gave me the wrong coordinates. And they're all like, buddy, buddy. And I'd be like, I've been searching for this treasure for 10 years and you guys... And then you guys sink it. You guys sit. She's way too like, oh, jeez. Well, okay, you got me this time. Oh, stupid!
0: See? It's like again. It's it's the pirate thing, man. Oh, I I, mean, I I I would not have been as forgiving as he was that <laughs> she pistol whipped him in Barcelona. Yeah. See. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You pistol with me, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life.
1: Yep. I'm just saying. And then, I mean, if we go, even if we go to the other female character who I thought was also oh it was so difficult because you can write female characters well and this film's like nope um we got braddock who's like don't shoot the boats that's my boat don't shoot them and then when they get the two boats like fighting it's like shoot the boats. shoot them shoot them down and i'm just going i don't even know what the rules are anymore You've established them. I got flying boats pulled by helicopters that couldn't have fit into the clearing. Can't lift the weight. Don't come near them because they might break. But then they're they're bound to smash into it. And then the treasure falls and it lands in the the, the ocean. And we're told within moments, well, it's property of the Philippines now. And I'm like, hang on. If I have a Walkman. A walkman. Geez, that's old. If I have something, a wallet, <laughs> and I drop my wallet in the ocean, the Philippines, it's like that's the Philippines wallet. Now no, it's still my wallet. Like it wasn't like they just oh. found fa- it wasn't they they just found this. Someone had possession of these boats. When they drop it, it's not like they go, all of a sudden we forget who had it. No, clearly it was yours. You were there. It's no longer a scavenger mission, it's still your boat. Isn't it's,
0: it? It's not, yeah, it's no longer like a scavenger hunt. It's more, because, it's a recovery because mission. Because you haven't
1: discovered it, you're recovering it. That's exactly right.
0: They they let it go way too quickly. <laughs> they let it go way too quickly. And you're right, Brad said, You put a hole in my boat, I put a hole in you. Then, But then I think the prospect of losing the gold altogether kind of changed the rules i i think if i had to guess
1: you can't have them walk away with seven billion dollars worth of gold i mean that's that makes the movie untenable because now now the characters are no longer relatable to us so we give him a little bit of gold which he just happens to have in his backpack of course and that's enough <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: don't have a gold bar in the pocket don't forget that
1: yes and <laughs> we have overlooked the single most egregious point of this movie which is Tom Holland says to Mark Wahlberg, you got to climb up there and take out the pilot. And we're talking 200 feet of chain. He's got to climb up. And the next shot, we just skip all that. And he's up at the top of this 200 feet of chain. Now I'm not saying Mark Wahlberg's not a stud because I'm sure he is. But after 200 feet, my arms would be gone. At which point, then the pilot should have no problem dispatching of me, because even if you don't know I'm coming, like the arms would be like just like like throwing your shoulder and this limp noodle kind of goes flying around. But Mark Wahlberg is easily able to just throw the bad guys out of the out of the helicopter with no issue whatsoever. Yeah,
0: I'm just really grateful they saved me another in the air hanging on to something flying <laughs> scene. I'm just so grateful for that. But they should have had him sweating or something. Yeah, and he's, he's- he didn't he wasn't even sweating. He wasn't dirty. And again, back to casting. No matter what, Tom Holland always looks clean. When he look he his clothes could be dirty, but his face clean, his arms are clean, hands clean. He's crawling in the sewer he should look like he smells like poop. Okay.
1: <laughs> You're <laughs> he right. Clean. They are he way,
0: like, like ax body
1: spray when they get to the salt, like they should be because of the scene in the water. They should be so filthy, so filthy. Uh, <laughs> and just one last moment about Barcelona. Like, so let me, I'm guessing Magellan's men must have gone. We have a treasure? Yes. Great. Now, who do we have who's good with brickwork and masonry? Because we need to build the foundation of Barcelona with these locks. And we need that. So, in order for this to work, they have to build Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in like churches, and the, and the church would long predate what they are doing, and yet somehow they're all over. It, it would have had to have been absolutely important to the creation of Barcelona as a city altogether to put all these locks in these locations and make yeah, it work.
0: It had to bit and that's my question with every treasure hunting movie: is that is an interesting trick of engineering it is you know, and i'm i wonder if, if there are really people in history that engineered stuff like that because how how do they make that work
1: I don't know. And so, I mean, this movie asks you to suspend a lot of things just believe which, which is fine for an action movie. I'm not looking for it to be 100% logical, but I need moments where I don't throw my hands up in the air. And there were at least three to four times where I just went, wait, what? And that's Mark Wahlberg finding... Um, Finding Tom Holland after he's been pistol-whipped, one. Number two, wait, they're carrying these boats out of the giant opening because we went all Goonies for a second, but that's two. Uh, number three would be, um why does everybody listen to Braddock after we've killed off Antonio Banderas? And I think the last one is just... um Oh, where was it? The last one is... Oh, the brother in jail. And why does it wait? What? Why is everybody cool with being? Oh, I just I just don't get it. But we got to see. The- but we got to yeah, see about- Tom Holland flipping around alcohol bottles like he was in cocktails. That was good.
0: That that was fun. Now, that, that was a lot of fun. But what about the post post credit scene when he met with the guy and he was like, would well, you need this necklace for the ring necklace? Hang on. There was a
1: post post credit scene.
0: Yeah, there was post post credit scene.
1: I did not stick around for that. (laughs) I was ready to leave. I thought they'd finished. There was an. okay. so what happens in this last scene?
0: Okay, so he enters into like a cantina kind of thing. And then he was like, and this is you need with
1: this is Nathan Drake. Yes.
0: Yeah. okay, Yeah. Drake goes in there. And then he's like, "What do you need with my necklace?" And he's like, "Well, don't don't ask questions. We're gonna make the trade." So they make the trade, and then he's like, "Wait a minute!" Um, the guy doesn't hold up his end of the bargain, and then you know there's guns, and you know, there it looks like it looks like he's he's like screwed, right? But in comes Mark Wahlberg with a gun saves his ass and then they they leave and he's like all right you got the thing and he pickpocketed the guy took the necklace back and the thing he wanted from the guy and then they they um turn to leave and then they stop with their hands up because the it they you don't see them but they it's like there are gunmen there and then that's how it ends.
1: Oh, so we leave him in a moment of crisis. Will our heroes get out of this? Find out more in Uncharted 2. Uncharted Boogaloo. The eyes. Oh. Yeah, so the other day, I mean, it wasn't... I got to rant the whole way home in the car, which I really enjoy. Um, so like, and that, that, and that means I was engaged. That's what that means. I didn't get, I wasn't bored. I absolutely give it credit for that. I wasn't bored. Tom Holland is a likable guy and really easy for the audience to want to see him succeed. That is a good choice. Mark Wahlberg is, he's great as the other guy. As much as he might've been the better choice if you're casting a legit Nathan Drake, He's great to put up against the super happy Tom Holland. You give kind of the cynical, kind of more, more arrogant. I'm only in it for myself. Mark Wahlberg character. That, that that's a fun time. My. Uh, how I asked myself, how much better would the third act have been if it really did come down to a showdown between Antonio Banderas and these two? And rather than go for the video game flying the ships in the sky option, which they went for, maybe we did something a little more character And then you could have Braddock double-cross at the last minute. That's fine. But do it with five minutes to go in the movie. Don't do it with the whole third act where the fact that she's, I'm, so, my bit, not as good an actress, nor was she given anything to do. To be fair, nor was she even anything to do besides go look angry and storm after things and say one lines. But, you know, I I was in on the family dynamic. And what was her reason for wanting it? And what's her reason for, you know, she could have made a big speech about, you know, generational wealth and how it's a new world now. And now, you know, that would have been a fun moment. But instead, we just went for this shocking, and now we're on to Act 3 kind of moment. And that... I didn't respect the villain. So th- I need to respect the villain.
0: I liked her because of, again, I like I like action films, explosion. I like that she could fight. I like that she wasn't the damsel in distress. She wasn't the running in the wrong direction while the slasher is chasing her. I like that about her. I like that she was completely capable, and I agree she needed to be written better she needed the script was not fair to her no
1: i think have you seen kingsman the first one yeah so there, there's yes. the girl with like the, like the slicey feet right Where she's a badass She's not necessarily our main villain, but she's definitely the most dangerous one. She's way more dangerous than Samuel L. Jackson. And so now you have this duality. You've got sort of our master villain, and then you've got the one who can get it done. And there's a skill in sort of both those elements. And you can still double cross, but I'm thinking Antonio Banderas is such a, pardon the pun, a treasure that I don't want to see him disappear when there's still lots more movie left. You know, he. If you had him as the maniacal villain going, lift them up, and you go, what, wait, we're like, wait, hang on, and then all, then you can lift the boats up, I guess, and then she can throw them off aside. The side, or she can do something and go, okay, the gold's secure, the gold's secure, great, do it, and you find out she's got a mutiny underway like oh that that's kind of cool and she goes your family did blood money your family took this from my family or your family and all of a sudden you've got this bit we talked about how the money was dirty and we can go ahead and pay that off with this younger character as opposed to i slit his throat why because now i'm in charge i was like oh this is so lazy
0: it would have been it would definitely been a better story yeah yeah You know, in like later on, she cut his throat. And she, it would. I was predicting that she would descend from one of the men of Magellan that was owed that money. That would have been cool, that, yeah. That was my prediction, yeah. but it did not come true. That'd be a better movie. Yeah. I got my husband sitting next to me, and he'll attest. I'm the worst person to watch movies with because I'll be like, <laughs> Fuck, this is what this is what's gonna happen." Never seen the movie in my life. I'll be like. <laughs> watch she's a bad guy she triple crosses them
1: we get a little bit of this with liam we watch things as a group and if not all of us have seen it i have to go liam stop it because he'll go oh i hate this part i'm like liam stop tipping people off stuff's about to happen let them have the first watch and it's just because he's so engaged, bless him And he's gotten better, he's gotten much better at it But uh, there are yeah. moments where we're like Liam, you have to let people Experience this
0: <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to work on that Because even on my first watch I'd be like, watch, this is gonna happen yeah. Watch I, I, it's just, You could see it It's like, you write enough You write enough fiction, you watch enough movies You read enough scripts You're just like, this is happening Watch <laughs>
1: And maybe that's the thing. Maybe at the end of the day, I said I was drinking a quart- as a generic beer for kind of a generic movie. And sometimes what you want is to go and see things that are a little bit predictable. But, hey, I like it. And for some of you, that's what you're going to get out of Uncharted, I think. And for others of you, you may find little bits half-baked. But at the end of the day, I walked out going, I don't wish I had my money back. I don't wish I had my time back. Is it better than a six out of ten? Probably not, but I'm okay in the grand scheme of things with it.
0: I I would rate it like six super helicopters out of <laughs> ten. <that.
1: laughs> it's okay. And that's at the end of the day. It's what it is. It's okay. I'll tell you,
0: my biggest issue with this film was the helicopters, <laughs> and you know, and the fact that he forgives Chloe. Oh. So
1: and then she forgives him back. This movie, this movie, is so stupid. Like, the script is so bad in the third act. It's so bad.
0: We were both like, don't do it.
1: Oh. Don't do it. And the whole, like, soft, like, he looks at her and she's sleeping in bed. And then she looks at him and he's sleeping in bed. So it's like a romantic, like, the bed's there for, like, it's, it's, it's a suggestion of sexual chemistry. And they don't pay it off, but it's a suggestion of it. So it's like, ooh, look at the pretty people. They're going to go, oh, they're going to get it. With- ah. Ah. Yeah.
0: I'm- And every single time they choose the gold over the person. And I think that's the point. She chose the gold over him. He faked her out. Now, if he if she didn't take the fake coordinates and stayed, she would have gotten the real coordinates and they would have found the treasure together. Blah, 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 (laughs) blah, 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 blah. We didn't even talk about that. redonkulous heist high situation in the movie
1: yeah i mean it's during the auction and it's just, it's supposed to set up the idea that braddock's an interference it's i've learned it's really easy to rob things just point at someone else and say she's trying to rob me and that's it
0: yeah and and, and nobody asked any questions he just put on a red jacket and he was <laughs> like i'll take that to safety okay yeah nobody
1: asks crazy. questions
0: nobody asked
1: questions, (sighs) but I'll tell you who did ask questions. And that was us today as we went through this and we said it was an okay movie, but it was so much better than okay. Having Julian from it goes down in the PM. Join me for a little see it or skip it. Watch. Tell people about, about your pod and where they can find you, Julie.
0: Okay. My, my podcast is, it goes down in the PM and you can find me everywhere. Podcasts are available. Uh, you can also find me on the Mom is Always Right uh, Media Network um, channel on YouTube. And uh, yeah, that's where you find most of my most of my episodes. If you're not an audio listener, you can watch like watch visually. And I talk about uh, t- entertainment news, uh, cele- like cele- oh, celebrity news, entertainment stuff, I, I do random things like this la- This episode coming out today, I made a lobster with uh, Derek from Ratchet Book Club, and it was really funny because <laughs> I screamed several times. <laughs> so it's a variety show, really. Excellent. But most of the entertainment news.
1: And we'll put links to your stuff down in the show notes for what we've done here. Uh, at the BFE tomorrow, we're going to get together. Uh, I think I'm going to release this as we Sunday. So I'm going to release uh, so two days from when you're listening to this, but one day after we're recording this, uh, the gang are getting together. We're going to look at Batman, the 1989 Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton Batman, because I think March is Batman month for us. We are going to be tackling a lot of Batman content, including... Maybe an all Batman real roundtable. So that should be a fun <laughs> amount of time. The patrons have spoken. We are going to go with it. Georgia has resigned her head in shame. We will be doing an all Batman real roundtable. So that's going to be exciting. So uh, go ahead, hit us up. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, you get us up on Twitter at Best Film ever pod. If you like this podcast, want to help support it, keep it on the air. It is patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Outside of that, we got a lot lot of stuff coming up check us out on the twitter and check out the main releases that come out on tuesday for all your bfe news and generally our kind of overarching schedule so it's wine o'clock somewhere it's beer o'clock here it's coffee and cheese o'clock wherever Juline is at and please catch us next time whatever we're doing but on tuesday especially for batman for best film ever i've been in.
0: Evangeline!
1: And we'll catch you on the flippity flap.
0: The flippity flip flap.
1: And this is what I'm calling, see it or skip it, the post-credit scene. Yay. Georgia, hi. Because
2: post-credits are always important and the best bit of the film.
1: Ready for this? I was talking to Julene. Mm-hmm. There's two post-credit scenes.
2: What, for this? Yeah. I did not stay and see them.
1: <laughs> I did not stay for the second. I saw the first one.
2: I didn't see I was. Oh, with- the first
1: one was literally like it just said Uncharted, and then it gave you the the thing with his brother in jail.
2: Oh, I saw that. Yeah, no, I did see that.
1: It's, it's kind of a pre-credit scene, but it's after yeah. the movie, so I'm calling it a post-credit uh, okay. scene. There's a whole second post-credit scene, which, which, which I didn't see.
2: I didn't know, I definitely didn't see. No,
1: that. so Julian explained it to me, I'm not sure I fully get what it was, uh, but okay. I don't think it adds too much besides the fact that he and Mark Wahlberg are, you know, uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are just going to hang out some more. Yeah, I think. Into trouble.
2: I think they were talking about a sequel anyway. So like,
1: yeah, we talked about. Uh, it looks like it's gonna be greenlit, but it, it only just opened in the states. Apparently, like we we got it a full week, if not two weeks, before. Uh, oh, okay. Before the masses, so there we go.
2: There
1: you go. Uh, some things you need to be aware of. <laughs> I'll say it again. When we get together. I've officially uh, committed on voice to uh, well, not tape. It's not tape, is it? But voice to digital recording device and and broadcast that <laughs> Batman Real Roundtable was happening.
2: Oh, it's a good job that uh, seven of the eight votes we've had have been for yes. Well, you, you,
1: you told me yeah. that, so I'm like, yeah, we're officially going because Julian was very happy. It's March is kind of turning into a bit of a Batman month on the BFE.
2: Batman, because
1: I, I, I would be stunned to think we wouldn't do a see it or skip it on the Batman.
2: Kind of got to, haven't we? I think so. Yeah, you know what we've not done today, though. What's you that? know what's happening in the UK today? What's that? Cineworld Day, everything for three pounds. Oh, really? All the films in Cineworld cinemas, yeah. How
1: do I not know about that, though?
2: It's on the radio. That's it's been why. advertised on the radio. I do
1: listen to the radio, do I?
2: Well, I do in the car. They you gotta
1: know, do a better job of, like, digitally, like, just getting that stuff out there. I, of all people, should, should, should definitely well, know
2: this. Well, you should be able to catch, you might be able to catch something still this evening. I'm Cineworld's a... Go open late, don't I'm not
1: they? Sure. Well, maybe. Yeah, they do do a late showing. Yeah. yeah so, but speaking of showings, you went and saw um, Uncharted yesterday.
2: I did. Yeah, at our local, at the Majestic.
1: Yeah, you see that with, with a friend?
2: With a friend from work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really?
1: Okay, great. Yeah,
2: it was really nice. This is this the same
1: friend from work you went to Denmark with? No,
2: the other one. You've
1: got many friends from work.
2: I have like a whole four. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <There> <laughs>
1: so um just really quickly like do, do you have any knowledge of the uncharted series before you went in
2: none at all i literally knew it was based off a video game and it had tom holland in it
1: uh, that kind of came up and i talked about julian a little bit was the idea that tom holland's what got me in the cinema yeah me too tom holland and mark Wahlberg, but like i, I didn't care about the uncharted franchise no and if I, anything that was a dissident for me going yeah i was just kind of up for seeing hey oh, it's mark Wahlberg, and it's tom holland that could be fun
2: i knew that it was going to be like adventure based and adventure based with tom holland probably equals he'll be shirtless at some point and I did, <laughs> it did not disappoint
1: <laughs> I, now hang on because is is that awfully close to your version of oh tom holland
2: no because i didn't sexualize it i was just like wait oh, hang
1: on his shirtless, so that <laughs> there's nothing sexualized it's, in that statement
2: it is aesthetically pleasing
1: aesthetically pleasing Okay. It's Symmetrical. <laughs> I've not. I think I've shared this story before. I I, I uh, had previously because I was in a relationship with someone who wanted to see the Twilight films. Yes. Went and saw Twilight New Moon, mm-hmm. and there, and, and I realized very quickly looking around, I'm one of like four guys yeah. in the cinema. And there's lots of, it's weird, because of the, the nature of Twilight movies and the books they're in, you've got a lot of mums with a lot of, um like, 13, 14-year-olds. Yeah, like, pre, year olds. like
2: yeah, early teens, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: not, maybe not some pre-teen, but, no, but probably teens. some preteens, teens yeah. but early teens especially.
2: Tweens. Tweens, yes.
1: that's the one. And we're sitting there, and there's the scene where Taylor Lautner takes his shirt off. Yeah. And reveals abs. abs for days and the collective kind of whisper and oh you like i like that too <laughs> i'd never seen cross-generational lust before <laughs> at a movie cinema <laughs> and i was sitting there going i cannot imagine for the life of me going to my stepdad and being like oh i like that do you like yeah, i like that too but it's a conversation that was literally going on around me yeah
2: no i think i think i've seen my dad and brother both go mm-hmm before mm-hmm Uh, Like
1: TV stuff. There's a difference between mm hmm and this.
2: Oh yeah, mate. I I, I mean, I wasn't there. You
1: weren't there. No, but I was sitting there going this is so i was just really fast i watched around look at just this, this
2: was that more interesting than the film <laughs>
1: like to hear, I, I don't know like, like, like magic mike was a thing yeah. and that was you know and th- things of that nature i imagine it was a similar sort of thing in there like i've yeah. shared the story about liam and i at mama mia not the same kind of movie but again no, we were just yeah, yeah. It, so it does kind of go when when women think they're all by themselves they act <laughs> differently
2: there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing we're wrong. They not allowed to no, do it, publicly it was all the just. Time. It
1: was just like. Well, are we?
2: They were. I think they it's were now being pulled out more so now. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. But it's like it's like the Forbidden City. I'm just looking around, going. <laughs> they act differently when just amongst their own kind. Their <laughs> own kind. <laughs> I felt like I had snuck in behind enemy lines and was able to find the proper intel. <laughs> but anyway, back to you and your fascination with the aesthetic purposes of Tom Holland's bare chest.
2: Well, not just his bare chest, his covered chest is good too. No, like him as in being, I do like Tom Holland. I think he's very, very lovely. He's very, very, he comes across as a lovely person.
1: Did you feel he was any different in this than he is in Spider-Man?
2: Oh, not at all. (laughs) He is an orphan who has some like superpower, but it's not actually a superpower, but it's just like he's very, very clever and also is good at gymnastics still. And parkour. And parkour. Yeah, I was like, I was literally, I almost whispered to Susie who I went with at one point. I went... You, anyone else expecting like webs to come out of his hands yeah. at some point when he was parkouring he's, the he's
1: still he's still just going from roof to roof he isn't he is.
2: yeah he really is oh bless his heart
1: and he swears a bit yeah yeah that's about the only difference i swear in this like nothing else about his acting was even no. trying to be different
2: it was a 12a here and there was like three shits and i was like oh my goodness they can't put any more in that must be the limit is <laughs> it uh,
1: yeah i don't really i should i should know that
2: well, twelve A is anyone if they're under twelve, if they're accompanied by an adult. So you can bring yes. a baby in, basically, if you wanted to. I just I don't know if it's universal. Wait, is twelve but... A you have to, twelve? If you're twelve, you don't need an adult. If you're under twelve, you need an adult, basically.
1: Oh, okay, because 15's a hard fifteen. Yeah, and 18's a hard eighteen. Don't you care. Can get a
2: hard twelve as well, but
1: that doesn't exist so much anymore.
2: Oh, okay. Doesn't no, no, anymore. no,
1: that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, twelve and twelve A's. There's a difference. One of them's only on home screenings. Oh, okay. And one of them's on, so it might be a twelve
2: it was say 12a definitely 12a okay yeah. fair enough
1: so yeah interesting um but i know 15 and 18 are hard you cannot yeah, yeah. get in which is different from north america in north america you want to bring your four-year-old to go see like an r-rated film
2: are they just advisory are they or?
1: as long as you have the presence of an adult right okay an adult can get you who is you in, yeah. who is the government to tell you what you can expose your child to is basically how that plays I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm, I'm just, just saying that that is the ideology.
2: And things that is the ideology behind it.
1: Oh, I've got stories. I, I, I'll share off Mike about people
2: <laughs> who I know who
1: expose their kids to. Uh, when I was a kid, and I was going, "Oh, their parents are so. They let them see all sorts yeah. of stuff, and yeah. they ended up messed up." <laughs>
2: kids at the school i work at are like oh i've seen they talk about films that are like they shouldn't have seen and i go right we're shutting that conversation because well, i've not even seen that, that but, film. But, but that's
1: the impossibility of a digital age yeah so back in the day if you wanted to go see a movie that was over your age limit there were uh, gatekeepers who would stop it whether it was the person with the ticket at yeah, the yeah. Uh, movie cinema or it was the person at the video store when you went mm-hmm. to rent it or it was someone if you went oh, buying home media wasn't a huge thing at that point no but then you get to uh, a digital age.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, what, what are we depending on? We depend on Netflix or the Sky Virtual Store to say, no, hey, can I check how old you are?
2: Yeah, you put parental controls on and you can, get, yeah, you can press a button that says, yes, I'm over 18. Yeah. But like, that's, that's as much as it is,
1: isn't yeah. it? Unless your parents are a little bit brighter than your, the kids at technology, which one was the last time that was the case. Yep. You know, or, you know, what's in it for the parent? It's a nuisance for them. What's in it for the kid? It's a reward. Yeah. So, you know, what what's going to be your sort of decision? So, yeah, I mean, once it's out there, and especially now that we live in 24-hour sort of cycles, uh, you know, the, 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 the watershed over here used to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, it did. And you couldn't, you literally wouldn't be able to catch it on TV unless it was past nine o'clock. Yeah, I think
2: some, there's some adverts and some TV nine programs UK, that 10 don't air until after nine. Yes, but... It's not as, but you
1: can still act with these twenty-four hour things. You can catch it on demand. demand, You can catch it plus one. You can go on the on the iPlayer. There's there's a bunch of different methods to get it. So so yeah. Uh, That being said, um, what was your thoughts on the movie overall?
2: Uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I don't know whether you get more of it if you are a fan of Uncharted. I don't know if there was Easter eggs or anything in it, because I, I don't know.
1: Julene said she was a fan of the franchise, the gaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's quite an old franchise. They're up to four yeah, or five or yeah. something now. So some of the specifics were a little bit fuzzy. Right, okay. Um, I think if you're a fan of the franchise, people like that are actually much more uh frustrated by, by the casting choices because nathan right, it's, drake's it's supposed, supposed to be 10 older. years older
2: yeah,
1: yeah, and mark Wahlberg's character Sully supposed to be also older or have a giant mustache or yeah, like, heard about they, the they mustache basically didn't thing. try any of the actual characteristics they're just ah. playing themselves and that's yeah. that's an issue so it's one of those things where if you're kind of like we did with uh murder on express mm-hmm. where we went i i know the source material yeah why have you messed it up like this
2: whereas someone who doesn't know the source material you are, might go which, yeah. which was me
1: and you yeah, yeah, going yeah. hey this this was all right you know, even if it is Tom Holland playing Tom Holland.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had my like my brain, my film brain on at some points, going like, I wonder if some of these costumes that they're wearing when they like changed outfits, whether they were like from the game, like whether probably. Did, I, would I should imagine. imagine they probably were because they
1: drew attention to it, didn't they? Yeah, uh, I I know the scene, the opening scene where he's fallen out and there's all the luggage and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's from the game. I
2: was going to say that that's looked, a fairly
1: iconic scene. From that the game, looked I like a
2: video game cutscene, yeah. is what it looked like, which.
1: Props to him. It was good. And I was sitting there going, oh, this is going to be stupid. I actually found myself really engaged in that scene. I really yeah, like that one. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, let's just, if I just hit some, what do you think about the death of Antonio Banderas? Oh, sorry. Antonio Banderas, Puss in Boots from Shrek, yeah. is the guy who gets his throat slit.
2: Oh, the dad. No, not the dad. Not the, the dad, the, the son. The son. I didn't realize that was Antonio Banderas. Um, and that makes the film instantly like a half point better. Because uh, <laughs> he's great. And, um, it didn't surprise me. I
1: saw it coming. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought movie- she'd,
2: Once she'd already been, like... When she'd already killed his dad, yeah. I was like,
1: yeah, she's, she's
2: obviously going to do whatever it does. Oh, takes. really? I
1: thought the movie was way cooler when it was, like, him trying to, like, restore his family name, but his family name is based on blood money? Yeah. Like, I don't even mind if she, like... If she like beats him in the end, but let her be part, you know, you, you, let her have a speech or an ideology about blood money, and you got this. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take this because you know what it was my you people. You stole yeah, show. Yeah, or something yeah. like that, right?
2: It needed a speech.
1: It needed something as opposed to "he's dead, now I'm in charge" because I'm a badass. Finish the sentence here.
2: Was why? Why did they all just listen to? I guess they needed a leader,
1: but like. Like, did he pay know. all the people up front? In which case, they wouldn't be like. Obviously, mm-hmm. it makes no sense that she has control of all his resources when no. they land. No, it doesn't. Also, the fact I just want to know what your thought about this. The uh, my favorite act was 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 the middle act in Barcelona. Yeah, that when was the most was, like, fun. Out all the stuff. When it was like National Treasure.
2: Yeah, when the, it was a treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah. it was like Jones Treasure Hunt type.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did. The downside is, if you think about it really carefully, completely unnecessary. Yeah. Because the whole thing we're told about is well, you need to have two keys because no one person could find the treasure by himself, which we find out right before Tom Holland goes and finds the treasure by himself once they get to... uh
2: Well, they can't get the map by themselves. Hang
1: on, though, because if you're them, like is it just the The whole idea was okay we've hidden we've hidden the treasure in this cave what do you everybody spin around 10 times so you forget where we've stashed it like the whole (laughs) point of this is supposed to be that no one member of the crew could go back and get it but it's it's in this giant like really obvious cave
2: (laughs) it was it was like it like was, no one has playing... gone
1: through that cave in the history of the world
2: it was if you were playing the game and it had, like had like the little glowing like arch over it to say this is where you need to go like you've failed three times like there's
1: this like fake entryway and you're like oh i can go beh- i can go behind this yeah. that would have been more difficult than I just this giant cave
2: rock was supposed stupid. to be but, like it wasn't it wasn't stupid
1: <laughs> just a thought did you think what, what was your thought about chloe
2: i quite liked her she disappeared for like half the an third hour. act yeah which was disappointing. Here's
1: my thought about Chloe. Mm-hmm. You've been fed the wrong coordinates. Yeah. But by your own greed, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But then in the meantime, the two guys who sort of tricked you a little bit
2: mm-hmm.
1: have teamed up to ultimately sink the ship that you were searching for. I'm guessing most of your adult life to yeah. the point where you like sold your services to like a proper villain in the process. Mm-hmm. Like you're invested here yeah but as she's driving the boat she looks up and it's kind of like a oh you guys
2: (laughs) isn't it yeah
1: like why doesn't either party care more of it like they're all double crossing each other
2: i did enjoy that tom holland's character does the kind of like he lets her make that decision for herself like he doesn't take it and go he kind of because if she waits for him in the morning they could go together yep which I quite liked. Is this like a
1: really bad modern day Pirates of the Caribbean movie? Oh, definitely. Because they're double-crossing, oh, you, ah, you can't trust him because he's always out for himself. And then
2: they'll be doing a speech and then they'll prove the other person wrong and it's a bit like, so which which one of you is, is telling the truth? <laughs> yeah. Right now? I don't understand.
1: Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. Um, didn't the movie establish that Braddock, Braddock is the, the, the big boss in the end, the girl? Yeah. That Braddock killed sam yes and even says like say hi to your brother yeah and then like he's alive
2: well it's because, see i again i said to susie when we were when the post-credit ke- scene came on like, well this is just i i, I absolutely called cool that he still be there because there, it, no it, 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 it's says the more
1: interesting story
2: no and because they know what there's like the story that we get from what's his face old dude that should have had S- a
1: mustache sully
2: yeah um that is that he saw him get shot and then just left him. So I was like, well, obviously he's not dead because no one actually came up to him and was like, you're dead? No, they just ran away when but, he got shot. But he so goes up like... to
1: Braddock and was like, you killed my brother. And she never goes, no, I didn't.
2: Well, she shot him. So maybe she, she did the same thing. She ran off.
1: And just assumed he and was dead? he's dead, yeah. Yeah, was a bit weak.
2: Well, that's why I was like, oh, well, this is obvious. It wasn't much of a surprise. How about the, the fact credit. that he
1: finds the disappearing ink on the first postcard? And that's the only postcard that's necessary to get the information. I thought we were getting a montage of him like putting together like all the, like he was in this <laughs> great master plan over years and years and years. Not first one. Just that one.
2: But yeah, it was the and one also that says the, something about you have, there's worlds you haven't seen but will see or but, something but, like that. But
1: also the two compasses that like join together. Yeah. But a compass by its nature has a pivot point. So they'd meet also on the other side. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's no treasure there Maybe there's two more boats Maybe
2: there's two more boats I mean a video game in it
1: And also the idea That if I drop my phone Yes In the Philippines Which you could Because it's got a box on it Yeah And it lands At the bottom of the water Yeah According to this This is the Philippines According to this movie This is now the Philippines phone Yeah <laughs> Well, it's the Philippines oh. governments now. It's not like they just found it, and you went, okay, no, hang on, that's prop like you like we we had p- someone had to see you with the giant helicopters <laughs> dropping the boats and going <laughs> so just, no it's the philippines now
2: yeah as if, if it as if it wasn't an issue like that they were flying massive helicopters with boats attached to them in the first place. The fact that they then then dropped them in the sea, I mean, that's not just littering on like the highest scale, but apparently it doesn't matter. It doesn't belong to them anymore.
1: Finally, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you want a Papa John's?
2: I have had Papa John's once and it was when I was a child, so I don't really- I was just
1: saying as a result of this movie because there was clearly an extended Papa John's commercial in the middle of this movie. Oh, there was, yeah. Because when they first well, by, I went, oh, Papa John's. Okay, product placement. They've obviously paid to be yeah. in the background of that shot. They paid a lot more money than that because this was no background and no shot. This was like, this was a central point in the movie. It was, yeah. Yeah.
2: It almost killed Tom Holland.
1: Uh, not Tom Ho- I made the same mistake. Oh, it killed Tom Holland because Tom Holland was in underneath. Water, yeah. I went on for a whole thing about how Tom Holland was fighting the girl. And I actually had to push the L button on myself. And Julian called it. And when you got to hey. push the button
2: because uh, that was... Uh,
1: it's been a while since I've seen it, to be fair. I've been wanting to do this for about nine, ten days now, I think.
2: You have, yeah. yeah. That's why I wanted to make sure I saw it yesterday.
1: Well, there we go. And then, just just I guess in, in conclusion, you know, first question, see it or skip it.
2: If you've got time and want to have a bit of fun at the cinema and like my, cause my sister was going to come with me. We, she wanted the cinema experience. She mm-hmm. didn't, actually wasn't bothered by what she was watching.
1: It was just nice to go out and see a movie.
2: Yeah. And this is that kind Absolutely of movie. Absolutely go to it. Yeah. 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 If you're going for high art, skip it.
1: I, cause Julian said, see it. I said, skip it. But I said like in a vacuum, yeah, okay. It's all right.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. the
1: problem is, my issue is, if you're going to the cinema, there's probably so better films you could watch right now.
2: There probably is. And I think that's why. Death on
1: the Nile. It's two Kenneth Brown films. Death on the Nile, yeah. if you want a bit of fun, I think. Hopefully. I hope. <laughs> or Belfast, if you want a bit of something, like it's up for like seven Oscars, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but I said, so we came up with a middle ground, actually, which is really quite fun. So to see it, to skip it. I think we ultimately decided that when it comes, it comes available, stream it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it's one of those films. I, I don't begrudge seeing it. No, definitely not. I didn't come home and go, oh, I, you know, I want my money back, want my time back. I was, yeah. But I did tell people, I stopped at McDonald's on the way home. And when they, I, I did the order. And then I said, is there anything else? And they went, yeah, don't go see Uncharted. It's terrible. <laughs> and I got my food. And they went, hey, thanks a lot. Is there anything else do? I said, no, but don't go see Uncharted. It's terrible. <laughs> you are awful. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot... It's, it's it's not it's, a cinematic masterpiece. No, but nor was I going there thinking it was well, going go. to be. It was halfway through the movie. I was having so much fun. Yeah. And then, for, for the moment they, they that Chloe comes back on the plane and and Braddock slits Banderas' yeah. throat, I throw my hand in the air and go, "Logic no longer matters. no longer matters." And then no. when I found out the cave, like none of it, none of the second act mattered at all. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, clearly we had some big ideas that we wanted to put in the movie. Yeah, I, I didn't get know it, how to wrap it up. but I just asked for the story to sort of make sense of its own internal logic, and it doesn't do that. So, would you go see a sequel?"
2: um if yeah i mean we think part of what we're very lucky for is the fact that i mean um frederick on twitter was saying like he said five pound for a cinema ticket is it a small theater and that is part of it we pay five pounds i mean i had a regular popcorn and a large drink and it came to 12 pounds where we are yeah in our local so actually for that yeah i'd go and see a sequel and have the cinema experience and yep. just have a bit of fun yep. whereas if i'm paying 20 quid for the same thing
1: if, Maybe if, if I was an American, I'm paying ten, twelve dollars for this. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. There's, there's no. It's it's. I went and saw it at a different cinema.
2: Yeah, you saw it one of the more with a slightly, slightly more, expensive,
1: more expensive thing to it. But for me, it was, I was, I was it, it was, it was half-term break. Yeah, I wanted to go something see to a do, film. Yeah. It was really more about the event of going out. Yeah. Uh, if this was something where I was. If for some reason this was this this was like my only money I had for movies for the for the week or the month or this was yeah. my one shot, I'd feel a little bit more eh about it. I don't think I'd go see a second one. I think this is because so much of the fun of. Uh, you can fill up 20 minutes With origin story Yeah And oh this is this character Oh this is this character Next story You got all that information So you gotta fill that somehow Yeah, yeah. And this is where movies Trip and fall And I haven't seen it But I imagine The hitman's wife's bodyguard Is part of this Because so much of the fun <laughs> of, the, of the first one I think Yeah Was going Because that was kind of An averagey Slightly better of an averagey Action popcorn yeah, fun yeah, film Yeah
2: absolutely
1: How do you fill that time Now that you can't do Origin story anymore
2: Yeah and that's true And I haven't seen the second one So I can't even answer that
1: I hear it's atrocious
2: ah, okay That's a shame because
1: i wanted to do a scene skip it's, on that one it's
2: samuel l jackson and ryan reynolds like playing, it should be playing
1: but again much like this movie playing themselves. just playing themselves yeah so it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, on our post credit sequence here it is a see it from georgia i think
2: yeah if you want to go to the cinema and there's nothing else better on
1: it it's a very see it's really close to that tipping point yeah. isn't it it really is. It is all right so that's it i check out all the stuff we got coming up we got batman we got uh designated writer coming up. Please go ahead.
2: Tweeting about
1: that? I was going to say to you off mic, but we'll do it now. If you want to start <laughs> tweeting about it and I'll start retweeting it out and then we make cool, sure yeah. we hit it. Cause probably you're going to remember that more than more than I will ever played some spinning. Yes. Yeah, okay. So outside of that, uh, we were two days away from Batman. So get ready for uh, where do you get a load of me uh, for best film ever on our after credit sequence? Um, uh, I've been Ian.
2: And I've been Georgia.
1: And we'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The
2: flippity-flip-flop.
1: Woo! Papa John's just took their fresh, never-frozen dough and hand-stretched it into thin, oversized, New York-style slices. I mean, look at that crust! That is the perfect crust thickness no matter how
0: you eat it. So you can fold it, or not... But I ain't gonna lie, though. I fold it. (laughs) Get a New York-style pizza from Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza.
2: Oh, that was bad.